0: The Ash Kip Lutzy and Susie O'Neill podcast.
1: Okay, we can have a chat at last to Emma McKee and uh, We have the goat. The goat. The goats. Yes. Woo. Yeah. The goat.
0: Yeah.
1: How are you, Emma? <laughs> How is quarantine? Yeah, Very well. How's quarantine treating you? First of all, is it good.
0: Um, yeah, it's been pretty good actually because I've enjoyed literally being so lazy and just sleeping a lot and. I'm doing nothing at all. <laughs> so it's
2: been good. <laughs> Emma, it's been amazing to watch um, your performance in Tokyo. I was so lucky to be there. But um, I think a lot of people don't know much about you um, at the moment. You kept a pretty low profile coming into it. But tell people, like, how many times do you reckon you gave up swimming in your career and then came back again? Um, well, all
0: through my teenage years, I gave up a lot. Um, <laughs> And I decided that I would retire at the age... of I think the first time was, like, 15. <laughs> and then um, all the way through till I was probably 19. And then once I was 19 and finished school and everything, um, then I haven't retired since then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, Paris is three years away. Have you made a decision on that yet?
0: Uh, well, I haven't made a decision, but, I mean, I'm still enjoying my swimming a lot and obviously still going really well and I'm still improving a lot. So I, I think three years will be pretty easy to hang on for, I think, and, yeah, I'll be excited for that, I think, pretty soon. Excellent.
2: Excellent. Did you really not know that you'd won your seventh medal? Um, I mean, I saw you after that race, and you kind of, and for real, you were like, oh, I didn't know um, I'd won seven medals and I was the most um, (laughs) record-breaking swimmer. Is that, what was your attitude during each race? Just take each race at a time?
0: Yeah, that's what I was trying to do, and also, like, once I'd done really well in one event, then like celebrating it and being really happy about it, but also kind of putting it to the side so I could move on to the next one because it was a really busy program. And um, it's kind of difficult to... I found it... I found it easy this time, but I remember in Rio finding it difficult to kind of manage my emotions from one race to the next and managing it from like a disappointment to then moving on to the next race. Um, So, yeah, by the time I got to the end of the meet, I really... I had no idea about... All these like stats about previous um, medal winners yeah. and um, all that
1: kind of stuff. Um, I, I, I love Michael Bowl. Like I think he's an incredible coach. <laughs> and um, and I, as hard as it has been, and every athlete's got a story about how they've navigated the last eighteen months with just complete uncertainty every day dedicating your life to something which may not even have happened that was the reality of the situation for you guys and as a coach that I think that was an incredibly difficult thing to try and harness your athlete and try and mentally get them ready to be able to train at their peak every single day and I think Bowley was extraordinary with you guys and it was nice to hear you you, 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 you compliment him uh, in amongst all your victories over in, in Tokyo Yeah well he's an incredible coach and
0: um, I think It's really him as a person that um, probably gets us all to where we get to because without him, without his, like, he's pretty relaxed and um, keeps us motivated and keeps us honest and um, works us really hard. So, um, yeah, I'm very grateful to him and I definitely wouldn't have got the results I got without him.
1: Emma, when, when, uh, like, Suze was just saying to us off air before, and she's she's right, this is such, has been such a unique olympic games and even now you've just done something that no other australian has ever been able to do in that field and you're a national icon now you're actually an australian sporting legend and a household name it's all happened sort of really quickly but you're in quarantine at howard springs 30 kilometers out of alice springs totally sequestered from you know from the public i guess like have you is that a blessing in disguise are you looking forward to embracing your newfound popularity?
0: <laughs> um, I don't know really. I haven't really experienced that before so it's even just hard for me to wrap my head around because when you say things like that about me being a household name and things I don't know, I kind of don't really realise it. I don't really know how I feel about it um, but I think coming back into quarantine and doing spending two weeks here is probably a nice even though it's like it is difficult and probably I'm at halfway now because we get out next Tuesday so right. I think now is probably the harder bit, but it's probably actually been also nice because we've been able to come back and just really really slow down for a bit before heading back home and um, for me I guess dealing with that side of things as well <laughs> um
2: I bet you can't wait to see your family. You've got like the closest family I know, and I just love your family. I know your grandparents. I know your um, uncle Rob Woodhouse really well, and your your parents and stuff. Um, they showed footage of them all watching the race <laughs> together. How funny all was, your it was so families. Brilliant.
1: How funny was your brother?
0: Yeah. Oh my god! And your brother? He lost you... it. <laughs> I bet you just can't yeah, wait to see your family. Everyone on the team was watching his video and just, like, reenacting him and just thought it was a funny (laughs) thing.
1: (laughs) That's so special, too. But he's been through it as well. Like, he was part of your squad, obviously, until, uh, you know, relatively recently.
0: Yeah, I think that's what probably made him even more excited is because he's been through it. He's been to the Olympics and he's been through the training and everything and um, watched me do it as well. So probably made him all the more excited. And and was it 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 everything
1: you ever... Oh, sorry, Suze. Everything you ever dreamed of? Like, without the crowd, I'm just wondering... I mean, obviously, you're going to take away wonderful memories, but if you could have the time again, would you add a crowd to it to see what that... Or was it perfect Um. the way it was?
0: Um, I think it just was what it was. Because even when I was there, like, I wasn't even thinking about, oh, we're missing a crowd and we need a crowd. Um, But when I would think... If I compare it back to Rio, then I remember the huge crowd and how loud they were. But, um... I don't know, it was kind of just what we were expecting and it just was what it was. And, I mean, it would have been so nice to have a big crowd and have so many p- more people be a part yeah. of it like that.
2: I reckon there was still a pretty good atmosphere. That was – out of all the sports that I went to, um, there was – you know, that someone had that weird Fazola thing, that trumpet <laughs> thing in the pool. Yeah. It <laughs> was a pretty good atmosphere. But I wanted to ask you um, – and uh, uh, Rob, Rob Woodhouse used to have this big Olympic fr- um, flag that he got signed by everyone, um, all these legends of Australian sport, gave it to David McKeon, your brother, passing it down yeah. the family. And you're younger than David. I want to know, is David going to give you the Olympic flag now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, someone's already asked David that. Um, and he said, no, he's not going to hand it on. <laughs> and um, there was all these Facebook comments on the article saying, oh, is anyone uncomfortable about um david not wanting to hand it on to emma and <laughs> he put it on our group um our group whatsapp group and he's just like why why do i have to hand it on yeah. <laughs> you because refute. you're the goat yeah.
2: yes exactly <laughs> right. exactly
1: and hopefully we can we can see you here when uh, when you're out of quarantine you can come in and have a proper oh, chat with us uh, will there be a ticket tape raid? do we know or i guess with COVID, is it not going to happen Emma? have they have they said it to you
0: um i'm actually not sure I haven't heard anything yet. So, I mean, it, it would be nice to be able to do that. But I'll be going back to Wollongong to course. see my family. And um, so I'll be stuck there for a bit, I think, because they're all in lockdown.
1: Oh, yeah, true. Well, Gee, once we do don't first. have a problem with um, technology and we can have a legitimate Smarter Than Suze without any gremlins in yes. the system, we'll get it. Yeah. And rematch. The, the, the loo- if Suze wins, you have to get a butterfly tattoo. And if you win, <laughs> Suze has got to get a goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's perfect. It's perfect. Thanks, Emma. <laughs> Congratulations. Well Well done. Well
0: done. done. Unbelievable. The Ash Kip Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to
1: novapodcasts.com.au.